Welcome back to The Daily Tech Start, where I share my experience working at a tech startup and the lessons I learn along the way. I'm Tony, and this is episode 22. So I've been asked a few times now, both at work and amongst my friends, to describe and share my project management best practices. And so I thought in this episode, I won't be talking specifically about the rules and best practices for project managers as such, but rather how you get through your to-do list, that pile of stuff, whatever it may be that needs tending to, but also how you juggle multiple projects simultaneously and get them completed and get them completed on time. So we've all heard it before and we've actually probably said it too. If only we had more hours in the day, I could actually get X, Y and Z done. And I have to say I call BS on that because we all have the same amount um, of hours in a day and we've all got a lot of things to juggle. And I really believe that it all comes down to how efficient you are with your time and how you project manage your time. Now, I also call BS on a notion that, for example, Beyonce has as many hours in the day as you. So you should basically look in the mirror and figure out why she gets all of this done and you don't. By now, she probably has many people helping her out. Thus, she might have the same amount of hours in a day, but she probably doesn't have the quite you know, quite the same amount of resources as you do. So, but more importantly, what I mean by calling BS on this is stop comparing yourselves to others and figure out how you can make your day-to-day life more efficient and how you can project manage the projects that are most important to you and make it work for you. So here goes. Um, And after reviewing six years worth of projects, this is what I've come up with. Um, So it's worth saying that for the past um, eight years, I've always had a full-time job and at least two to sometimes three um, side projects going on simultaneously. Some I drop, some I keep going on with. Um, So for example, when I was in Brussels, I worked at the European Commission. I had a lifestyle and fashion blog on the side, which meant I was looking after the advertising for it, the marketing. There was dinners and events every night um, with prospective partners and brands I was already working on, which meant that I was on duty and working. And during those those years, I you know, even ended up with my face on Times Square without my knowledge, which meant lawyers and lawsuits. And um, so you just never know what what's going to happen when you have side projects. I also decided to deliver blogging classes and write a book about blogging. And then I moved to London a couple of years later and worked as a digital consultant for Burson Marstella, which is a WPP owned um, global PR agency. And at the time I had a food and lifestyle blog. And I was also a regular guest on BBC Radio, um, where I spoke about the news of the day, specifically talking about tech and politics. Now, three years ago, I started at Nation Builder, where I still work today, and it has been one of the hardest and also the most rewarding jobs I've ever had. Um, I have been traveling a lot and working so much that I decided to drop my lifestyle blog at the time. And I also decided to focus more on my guest appearances at the BBC Radio. And about a year ago, I decided to take up acting classes and have been going to those on a weekly, monthly basis. And I've also decided to get back into shape um, and start working out more on a regular basis, which is probably one of the best decisions I made last year. Um, And then I started and decided to launch this podcast at the end of last year, which I'm clearly still figuring out. Um, Thank you for listening and and following this journey with me, by the way. Um, Okay, so back to time and project management. Um, First of all, naps, efficiency and bad memory. I love sleeping. Anyone who knows me loves. I l- knows that I love a good night's sleep. Uh, naps are precious to me. Um, and as a result, also, I believe I have become extremely efficient with the hours that I have in a day. I really believe that this is one of the main reasons I became so good at planning my time and managing my projects. Um, I did, however, at some point in time, slip into a pattern of 
this notion of sleeping to dream of the projects and specifically not dreaming about um, the way the projects are managed, but dreaming and jumping straight to the success and what that meant, which we all know isn't how you get shit done. Um, it was also addictive because you can decide sort of the route and plan out what that success looks like and feels like. Um, and I had to figure out how to slip out of that pattern and to sleep to become more efficient, not to just dream. So my joy of naps and the fact that I am extremely I have an extremely selective memory and very rarely remember that those immediately unimportant details that I believe are unimportant details um, has also meant that I need to write absolutely everything down so I don't forget anything. So because I prioritize efficiency and I write everything down, very rarely do things fall through the cracks with me and very rarely am I not on top of and tracking for all of the small things that need to do that need to get done for us to hit a specific deadline um I can also see when things are going to get out of control before they actually get out of control because I'm generally always tracking my to-do list versus the hours that are left in a day um this means that on average, I'm tracking for my personal to-do that I need to get done at work and all the variety of projects I'm holding there, the stuff that needs to get done at home, including all of my side projects. And I'm also ensuring, um, because I just can't help myself, um, that the European team closest to me at work isn't forgetting anything either. So ultimately, I've become a walking, talking post-it pad and hopefully with a little bit more charm and wit um, than an actual block of piece of paper. Secondly, best practices of time management. So both at work and for my home and my side projects, I've just ended up using Trello, mainly to manage, to, mainly I use Trello um, to manage and collaborate on projects. So Trello, if you're not familiar with it, you can download the app. It's also a web-based application um, and it's a web-based project management application. So it was originally set up by Richard Branson, which I actually didn't know until I did the research for this episode. And it was acquired in 2017 by Atlassian. Um, I use it because it's ultimately user-friendly, highly visual, uh, both on a desktop and a smartphone. And it has all the features I like, such as due date, reminders, you can add attachments, you can collaborate and add more people, you can have private boards, public boards, but it also doesn't have all of those what I consider unnecessary bells and whistles. It just does one thing and does one thing very, very well. By the way, this is not an ad for Trello. Um, I have also been using it since 2012, uh, and I have used it on a plethora of, in a plethora of ways, but most notably, I use it to plan out my work days. I treat it as a day at the office, like I, I treat every day at the office, sorry, like a mini project. Uh, and I am the project manager or the PM of my day. I am responsible for getting all of the tasks on my desk or on my Trello board done by the end of the day and ensure that all the new items are planned and, desi and designed in a way that I can get them done. I ensure that ongoing tasks are advancing as planned. And I also ensure and make that the smaller items are also getting done within a wider project. So how do I actually use Trello? I think one of the biggest things that I have shared with people and that has received a fair amount of um, good feedback uh, and is something that my husband actually um, thought would be a good idea. And I think he shared this with me over two years ago and I haven't let it go. I've done this every day for the last two years. So this is how I execute my day-to-day -day work. And in all honesty, it works for me. It might not work for you and that's totally fine. Um, the way I design my board and my key elements are the following. I have on Trello what I consider a private board called my weekly to-do list. The board, and in Trello you can design boards to have specific lists, so my board has nine lists, and so from left to right there is the done list, 
the rather bigger projects list, there's the to-do inbox list, and then you have Monday through Friday. Um, so you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I've got a weekend list as well. And I've divided specifically the project list, so that, that second one, um, into three parts, um, project inbox, active projects, and past projects. Uh, and I just divide those up by using cards as, as separators. So I'll just put dots on the card and it's a, it's a nice little separator be between those four, uh, between, sorry, those three, um, three parts within that list. And so each card that I create, so that's how Trello works. You've got boards, you've got lists and you've got cards. Each card um, on this board represents a task. And in the project list, each card actually represents a bigger project that generally has multiple smaller tasks within it the great thing is on a card you can create a to-do list within the card so one of my cards on my bigger project boards and those are the ones that I just can't get done in one card could be something like um planning an event so you know London event in October 2017 whatever it is and then I'll have a to-do list on that card and it will have 20 30 of the to-do line items and so that card that lives in the project list I'm probably moving it into Monday through Friday any other day to get those specific items done so the process of the the board or if you will the workflow goes a little like this at the start, I just transferred the to-do list that I had on the notepad um, into cards. So all of these little pieces of paper, all of these post-it notes that I had with to-do list, I just created a bunch of cards and I put it in the list, to-do list, which was the third list on my board. And I added all of those um, with a due date. Um, and those that had a timeline attached to them um, are the ones that I would probably focus on first. Once that was done, I kicked off on the Monday. And so this is what my Monday routine looks like. I move all of the task cards from the to-do inbox list, so my third list on my board, and add them to Monday through Friday. So I map out basically what my week looks like. I open up my agenda on the, on the Monday morning. I generally actually do this on the Sunday evening. Have a look at what my calendar looks like. Have a look at the days where I actually have time aside, where I'm not on calls, I'm not in meetings, I'm not prepping for meetings, um, and I'm not on the go and traveling, or I'm not out of the office. And then I map out where I'm going to get shit done. This was my biggest mistake that I would used to do, is I would have a to-do list. I'd get really, really depressed if I didn't get through my to-do list. I would stay in the office until I got my to-do list done for the day, but I was ultimately setting myself up for failure every single time because I was putting 16 things on the to-do list for Monday, for example, and when I opened my calendar on Monday, it was completely unrealistic that this was going to get done because I was spending four hours in training, two hours in one-on-ones, one hour um, on a phone call with a journalist, and when was I actually going to get these 16 things done? Um, so that was my biggest lesson learned, I think, throughout the two years is really mapping this out with your calendar and your agenda and having that open and being realistic and just not setting you up for not setting you up for failure basically um this has also meant that i manage expectation properly and i and i'm not expecting to complete nine tasks i'm not sat behind a desk all day um i have to say that being able to work on the go and having the new tools and tech and smartphones has allowed me to get through my to-do lists uh, when i figure out so i'll open my trello board i'll have a look at what i've got on my to-do list and i'll see if i can knock out a few things when i'm in a taxi or on a train or on a plane on the ride home um so every time the task is completed, I'll move the card to the done list, which is generally the first list on the board. And this is psychological. It's nice to have a look at your board and always see the list of things that you've gotten done. So every time a card that's in, let's say it's Monday, every time I get through a, a card, which is a, a, a to-do item or a task, I move it to the done list. 
And it has provided me, interestingly, the same feeling as actually scratching something out on with a pen and a piece of paper on a physical to-do list. I didn't think it would create that same feeling, but it actually has, which I found very surprising. Um, a daily success for me is when all of the task cards that were in on Monday and on the Tuesday column or the Wednesday or the Thursday have actually been moved to done. And that's when I call it quits. And that's when I think that everything that I needed to get done in that day has actually been completed. So during the week, as new tasks come up, because ultimately what I've noticed every year is every time I pick up a call, every time I'm on a video conference, every time I have a chat with someone, there's a new item for me to do that appears. So Every time a new task comes up, a new request, a new action from a meeting, I'll add them to the inbox to-do list um, or I'll add it directly in the that day column. If we're Tuesday, I'll add it to Tuesday if I think I can actually get it done. But the key thing here is I'm not prioritizing something above all of the other action items and tasks I had in that day simply because it's top of mind and simply because I've just had a meeting or a call with someone so it's taught me also to prioritize and to make sure I'm not sort of jumping the gun or prioritizing stuff that really shouldn't be prioritized and because I have the app on my phone it's really took so I'll be listening and talking to someone and I'll just create a, a card on my on, on the app and just add it either to the to-do list um, inbox or to one of those days um, the other thing that I would say is if you are doing that just tell the colleagues that you're on a phone with or in real life or in front of that's what you're doing in that moment so that you haven't lost their trust and they don't think that you're you know doing something completely different or not listening to them it also has an incredible impact when you're telling someone I've taken no and I've put it in my to-do list and I'll get it done and um, there's a great satisfaction for both people in that moment um in the projects list, I also add cards that are, for example, my weekly one-on-ones with other employees or managers. And I generally just move those to the day I actually have the one-on-one, which also means that the agenda for the day for that one-on-one is in that card. So I'll have a one-on-one with my manager and I'll have a to-do list within that card of all the things that I want to talk about. And I'll take notes and I'll add those notes for the call. So again, nothing um, gets forgotten and at the end of the week and this is one of the most satisfying things I'll archive all of the task cards that are in that first column in that first done list and I generally have a whole new list of cards in the to-do inbox based on all of the conversations and the one-on-ones and the meetings I've had in that week and then come Sunday night or Monday morning that's the part that's the big element that I do is moving all of those cards to all of those individual days and it starts all over again I have done this every single day for the past two years and it has allowed me to stay on top of all of my to-dos um, all of my projects it's also helped me um, hold myself accountable to my colleagues and vice versa. There are a couple of other tricks um, or tips that I can share. Um, always ensure you plan for the unexpected. So don't plan for, and I know someone like Gary Vee has every minute of his day planned and slotted in. I can't, that doesn't work for me. I don't plan for any minute of my day to be full. I need at least a free hour um, where there's nothing planned, where I'm available and able to jump on any emergencies that pop up. It just means that the whole day won't be derailed because there is that hour that I can slot in somewhere. Um, what you want to avoid at all costs is having too many plates spinning at the same time, that there's no 
opportunity, there's no downtime to be able to catch a breath or look after that unexpected thing or event that's happened. And it all comes crumbling down in one um, in one beat. And that really does happen. I mean, life happens. Your kid gets sick. You get sick. You get a flat tire. Like all of these things happen. So just plan for it. Um, another aspect here is Trello ties into some really great third party apps. So you can definitely take it to the next level. You can tie Trello cards and due dates to Slack channels, to Gmail. So just have fun and experience what works for you. Have a look at the other apps that you are using on a daily basis and just see how you can all tie it together. The only reason why this Trello to do board worked for me and I have not stopped doing it is because I've tied it into every single aspect of my life and everything that I'm doing and it sits at the center and it is the thing that helps me get through a day. When Trello goes down, I honestly have those moments where I don't know what to do with it. Um, thank God Trello has only gone down a very few times uh, over the past two years. Um, so again, that, that aspect that this needs to be part of your day-to-day -day workflow or it just won't stick um, and it won't work for you. When you're thinking about time efficiency, when you're thinking about planning a project and project managing, um, whether that's your day, whether that's specific projects, there's a question that I think you really need to start asking yourself, specifically as you get more senior and you, you are involved in more projects, is do I really need to be involved in this? Um, I discovered the term glutinous curiosity recently and I found it absolutely fascinating. So I do what I always do and dug into it and did some research um, and another discovered that another term or another way of describing glutinous curiosity is FOMO. It's the fear of missing out. Um, so glutinous curiosity is the siren song that seeks to loop you into all manners of discussions and decisions and events that you're likely not necessary or meetings and you're likely not necessary or an, even an important component. And you'll find yourself sat in these meetings either not adding value, feeling like you need to talk, taking up some airtime or sat there actually deciding that you're not really valuable to the meeting and you're actually doing something else. And at the end of the day, you're being disrespectful to the team who's there. You're breaking down that barrier of trust. And the second thing that you're probably attempting to do, you're probably doing it badly. Um, so it, it is hard to accept that while your insights or your experience or your knowledge might be a useful component to other people, it equally might not be nearly as useful enough to offset the cost of yet another head at a table, yet another voice to be heard, yet more information uh, and more hours in a day where you're spent around the table where you could be spent doing something else. Um, so the value of just skimming an email, turning it down, turning down that you know, meeting or call invitation, not depositing your two cents in that chat seems abstract generally in that moment. Um, but if you are able to start refraining from chiming in and collaborating on everything, um, it just gives you room for making more important um, progress on fewer things, but it also helps you prioritize what are the things that you actually need to get done. Um, it's worth mentioning that this can only happen in an environment where you trust your colleagues and leadership to take the right decisions without you. And that honestly is a whole other episode and a whole other chat is surrounding yourself with people who you ultimately trust. And that trust doesn't happen overnight. That trust is something that's earned. That trust is something that's proven. And that trust is something that happens over time. So very much in parallel to that, that glutinous curiosity, you can offset that by taking those decisions of 
can I add my two cents in an email and let people take that decision without me? Uh, and that takes time uh, and, and that's hard to do um, in of itself. So to allow for this process, there are three questions that I've discovered that you should be asking yourself um, when you're sort of trying to prioritize the projects that you want to work on and time that you're dedicating to these projects. Those three questions are, can this wait? Can I actually bail on this altogether? And am I ready for this? Is this the right thing? This is definitely a priority. This is definitely important. But is it a priority and important for me right now, or for the company right now? So the first question, could this wait? Some problems or some tasks need to be dealt with today. Um, lest they compound um, tomorrow. But deal with those right away. But they're generally in the minority. Really, when you think of it, what's the one thing that if... What are those tasks that if you don't get today or that came up or crept up today that you don't get today is going to have a negative impact on your business or on your colleagues or on yourself? They are rare and far few between. And so let's be honest, most of the problems and opportunities are just as valuably addressed today, tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, unless they have a very solid deadline. And there's a very there's a very solid reason why they need to get done fast. Putting something on the back burner also means that they mel it might it might well have dissipated or disappeared by the time you actually get a second look to it. Someone might be able to solve the problem without, without you, and there's huge value to that when you're growing a team around you to let them figure out the problems on their own. Um, and again, that's part of the management process, and it's part of leadership is figuring out when someone really needs your help right now and when you actually think if you give them a little bit of time and you leave it on their plate, they might just figure it out. Um, and that's wonderful. It's great to be able to say, I'll get to it when I get to it, but I might get to it tomorrow and it actually solves itself or someone else solves the problem for you. That was work that clearly didn't need to get done today, clearly didn't need to get prioritized and clearly didn't need to get done by you. Or it just appeared more important than it really was when you first thought about it. And this, I am a sucker for this. I am a sucker for getting sucked in by customers saying something is urgent and important and he's dealt with now. And I have a knee-jerk reaction to, that was me clicking my fingers, by the way. I have a knee-jerk reaction to jump into it and to solve it and to solve it for it immediately and to make everyone feel good and happy. What I've actually realized over time that by doing that is destructive to the teams around me who are prioritized or who have told that person, yes, it's important, but it's not going to get done today. And here are the reasons why. Because you're in a prioritization list and there's other people that need to be dealt with before you or there's other people who've been waiting longer. Or actually, this is, it might be important, but it's not urgent. Um, so that's something that I've struggled with and it's something that I've got much better at. And when someone sends me an urgent important, I'll read it once, I'll leave it, I'll walk around for two minutes, I'll come back to it. And that's when it allows me, looking at it for a second time, it allows me to really assess. And I've gotten very good now at assessing, I believe I've gotten very good in my opinion, at assessing a real emergency versus an emergency for someone in their bubble. The longer you delay solving a problem, the more you'll know about it. And, and this is something that the support team that I've worked with closely, specifically a couple of people, I've learned this from them um, pretty immensely. Um, if you let something sit for a while, there's more, there's additional information that's going to obviously come and add to it. You're going to get more context about it. More people will have more insight. So simply put, the longer you delay solving a problem, the more you'll know about it. That's a straight up fact. 
Lots of pains also just go away by adding idle time. Um, this is one that, again, I've struggled with uh, and ha have undoubtedly gotten better at. Just let things simmer, unless they are obviously, again, urgent and important, and see what else bubbles up to the surface. This also gives you some distance, which also allows your brain to take a step back and look at things from different angles, taking all the other contextual important facts around it. The second question, can I bail on this? Learning to give up is a critical skill and making you and making your remaining sorry hours really count. That has been also a hardest lesson for me. I never want to give up. I know I, I will finish something. And I have cards that have been sat on my Trello board for six months, 12 months, God, sometimes 18 months. And there's something quite cathartic to say, you know what, this is no longer useful, no longer necessary. It should have gotten done in the first 30 days, but actually nothing negative happened as a result of me not doing it. And so let's just get it off. Don't do things just for the fact of, just for the reason or the, the, the this feeling of needing to get something done. Sunk cost is a sucker's bet. Some things are just no longer worth the time and the effort that you put into it and you will get no return on investment on it. So the can I bail on this is a question that I think I have on a post-it note stuck to my computer and it's stuck next to my bed. Know what other things that you can not just deprioritize, but you can totally bail on. And the third one is, am I ready for this? Sometimes it's the problem that needs time to ripen. Once you've built an awareness and appreciation for quality time, I doubt you'll feel the same pull to keep chasing more and more um, all of those differences. Um, sorry, that, that, that chase for getting that to-do list um, done is pretty real. Um, I used to be a sucker for getting a, a thrill out of getting my to-do list done. Um, there are some things... Um, that are just not worthy of your time right now for a variety of reasons. Um, so even if you squeeze and squeeze and you get to more hours, maybe you'll get another 20 or 30 percent um, of your time back. So refine the ones you already have um, and you actually might get 200 to 500 percent more value. And that's the 10 times value that you actually want to get. Um, and, and I'll talk more on that, I think, in one of the following episodes of that 10 times or that 10x value. Um, so when you learn to prioritize, when you learn to bail on your things, when you learn to put things on the back burner, when you learn to not have that glutinous envy to be part of everything, the value add that you're going to get out of that, the value add that you're going to get out of getting putting all of your effort into those three or five or six big projects that actually the return on investment is huge. Um, that's where the value really adds. So why do I do all of this? Everything that I've just talked about here. Um, I really believe in preparation and the time spent wisely now um, will be time you win later. Sure, it might sound completely insane that I spend an hour or 30 minutes as I've gotten better at it, mapping my week ahead, mapping my to-do list, moving these Trello boards. And it's a couple of seconds, couple of minutes here and day. People think I'm mad that I take note of everything, but the return on investment of my efficiency and my time is exponential. Um, and someone said this to me the other day, and it's really stuck with me, and I thought I'd share it. Here is the trick to juggling it all is to stop juggling. Prioritize, bail, ask the hard questions. Could this wait? Can I bail on this? Am I ready for this? 
So I hope you found this useful. And if you have any suggestions, any questions, um, please send them to me. Um, ping me here on Anchor. Um, send me a voicemail. Um, I'll be sure to respond. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and on Instagram as Tony Cowan Brown, all in one word. Um, have a lovely day all.